Hey folks, we are having a live showcase to celebrate the upcoming first anniversary of Flawless Noises Media Network. We're bringing you some of your favorite hosts from the network for an intimate experience. We'll have an energy reading from Gary of Mystic Moments to kick things off. Bree of Mama Meets World will be the first act and headlining the show Ratchet Ramblings featuring Jeremy Candace and myself. So start planning to come and join us February 29th, 2020 at Rehearse Live in Atlanta, Georgia. Get your tickets at fnmn1year.eventbrite.com. Hope to see you there. You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Welcome to Gay Side Stories. Where the gay shit goes, I am your host, Curtis. I go about your life on all social media. Thank you so much for joining me for another week. There are so many podcasts out there that you can listen to and you choose to listen to this one. And I am eternally grateful. Speaking of, if you want to support this podcast and its home network, a.k.a. Flawless Noises Media Network, you can do so in two ways. One, go to patreon.com slash flawless noises and sign up in exchange for a little bit of money. You will be getting a lot of bonus content from myself and other hosts on flawless noises. You can also purchase some merchandise to help support this show. Go to flawlessnoises.com slash store, pick up a shirt or a tote. And now we're going to get the show started. And we're back with a return guest, a surprise favorite of mine, because I like talking to other creatives outside of the podcast game as well. Although he does do a little bit of the podcasting, little of the video. He do a whole lot more than my ass do, because listen. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> I have author Jared D. King back on the show. Welcome, sir. Hey, what's going on? Thank you so much for having me back. Thank you for reaching out. I do love when past guests reach out and say, hey, like, um, what am I, chopped liver? Like, I, too, would like another opportunity on the mic. And I'm like, you know what? I fuck with that. I like that. So here we yeah, are. Yeah, you know, I had and, to reach out to you because, you know, yeah. I, was th- I was thinking about you and, you know, I was thinking about. And you haven't like, been on Twitter and stuff as much uh, over the past few months either, have you? Um, I've been on, but. You know, like Twitter changes its algorithm so much. So sometimes, like if you don't have t- the top tweets or something, you don't get seen. I've been tweeting all the time, but oh well, that could know. be it. And I also, you know, I, <laughs> but nobody messes with me on Twitter. So that's <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a short attention span too when it comes to like Twitter and Instagram. Like I have to be in the mood to do a lot of scrolling. And mm-hmm. I have these, what I'm starting to call false positives, where it's like, well, let me just get on Twitter and I scroll like maybe twice and I'll be like, never mind. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'll just go do something else. Or I get on Instagram, like, let me see the, let me see the, the, the fine menses. Let me see what they posted. And then I see like two <laughs> pictures and I'll be like, never mind. <laughs> yeah. So it's quite possible that y'all are alive and well and you think that I might be ignoring you. I, I just don't see it because I, I just don't be that interested in Twitter and Instagram sometimes but sometimes i do so but my email was popping and you popped in there so shout out to you mm-hmm. because yeah, that facilitated yeah. <laughs> things very quickly so we are going to start off with our usual segment and that is the queer query question 
for this edition of the Queer Queer, we're going to switch it up a little bit because, like I said, we do have Jared on the show again, and he is an author, and he has a new short story that just came out that I am a fan of. But before I start gushing about what I enjoyed about the story, why don't you tell everyone a little bit about the story, what inspired you to write it, and all of those good things. Okay, uh, awesome. So the name of the story is The End of Forever. Uh, and I can give you like the little two-line blurb here just so I can catch everybody up on what it's about. Uh, so the gift of immortality was a blessing that helped two kids survive slavery. Hundreds of years later, the scars of history forced them against one another in a fight to end it all. Uh, so that's basically the gist of the short story. Um, and I guess I, I think I got the, I don't even remember, I think I got the inspiration from this because I was going through, um, I was in between projects, like I had just finished my novella that, is, that I, that's, I'm actually soon to publish uh, in a little bit. Um, but it's like when you're in between these big projects, you want to keep the wheels turning. You want to, you know, stay practice. So I was looking online at um, some uh, short story prompts. And I think something, I forget exactly what the prompt was. I wish I had saved it or something. But it was one of those things where you start writing and it just starts taking a life of its own. So that's kind of how it, uh, how it all started. Okay. I'm here for that. I've never really been good at consistently writing anything or prompts or anything like that, but I'm glad that you are. <laughs> so so um, when I read the story, when I first read it, I was like, okay, I'm not really sure where this is going. But then when it started popping off with a little bit of sci-fi, which I mean, obviously I should have known that was coming because I didn't read the blurb. I just opened it and started reading the story. Okay. <laughs> and I said, oh, I said, well, look at this. You know what it gave me? It gave me like Afra Highlander. Like African Highlander. Like if Highlander met um, Hancock, you know, that movie with uh, Charlize Theron Mm -hmm. and Will Smith. Like it had a lot of elements from both of those that I enjoyed. But there was a specific part of the story that really had me like, ooh, this is deep. There was a line, and I had to write the line down, so you know I'm not bullshitting. <laughs> Where one of the characters was like, was like, have you ever been lynched? And knowing what you know about the story from the blurb that you read, so we're talking about immortality. So if you put two and two together, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, shit. And it just never occurred to me because, you know, we don't really have a lot of this type of thing where it's immortals that are black, African, that yeah. acknowledge the atrocities that our ancestors have gone through and experienced them. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of that times was... it's on the white side, like, oh, you know, we went through the Renaissance and we went through the uh-huh. Crusades and this, that, and the other. But it's not that often did you see a, a a black immortal that's like, bitch, I was lynched. Like, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> it was just really heavy. It was, there was, the thing that I liked about the story is that there was so much packed into such a short story. Like, it was 10 pages, but it's double spaced. I'm reading it on you know, Adobe, whatever the hell that's on the computer. And I was just like, 
this is a very dense story for it to be so short. It didn't feel short. You know what I mean? So that's what right. I really liked about it. But whew, when oh, I tell you, you my whole week was singed when I read that part, because the imagery, I was just like, he's like, have you ever been lynched? Like I was hanging from a tree for days and ridiculed and humiliated and I couldn't die. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is too much. I was I was stressed on a Friday. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, this is heavy. Yeah, but I loved yeah, it. I you really, know. really did enjoy it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. You know, it was like, it's one of those things. It's kind of why I love writing these types of characters is because you're, you, you get a whole different perspective that you right. don't normally get in like a fantasy story or something. Um, just kind of based on the characters and their backgrounds and their histories. And uh, I guess I always kind of wanted to tell a story that uh, that kind of reached back to the effects of slavery and, and how that uh, translates to the modern era. Um, and I guess one of the better ways to do that was to have two characters that were immortal that had actually gone through that. Um, so... Yeah, that's kind of what I came up with. And I do, uh, you know, I wanted to put that line out, like, and to show everybody, you know, this is, like, the big moment. But I I had to stop myself because I'm like, you know, if people read it, uh, you know, I, I, want, I want it to hit them the right way. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, but I'm glad, I'm glad you, I'm glad it hit you that way. <laughs> so, listen the link to Jared's website will be in the show notes. You guys will be able to get to that short story, I believe and get your life. Like don't take my word for it. You know, don't take me gushing over it. And I'm not doing it just because he's on the show. Like I really did enjoy it. I was like sitting at work, like, do I have time to read this again before we record? And I was like, no, I don't. But, <laughs> you know, I was like, I'm definitely going to read it again. Like, I'm going to put this in my books app and be like, boop, 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 boop. So. <laughs> yeah. And, and by the way, that is a, you know, if you sign up for my email list, you get that automatically. So there you go. You know, it's no, you don't have to pay anything out of your pocket for that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And before we go, we talked about it the last time you were on the show, but uh, remind people about the book that you wrote as well. Yes. Uh, the book I wrote was uh, Pangea, Unsettled Land. It was a fantasy story. Uh, it was it was more of like an epic fantasy. Um, talked about a guy who learned about an ancient mythical sword that brought magic to the world, and he teamed up with his uh, two good friends to find out, you know, what this, what this was all about. And it, you know, it, it, he, he comes across a lot of danger and the evil queen who wants to take over the world. And I have actually just completed uh, writing the prequel to that. So that'll be coming out hopefully next month, actually. I have a cover reveal and everything coming up soon. So, uh, you know, I hope everybody pays attention. Come on. We stand an author with a series, okay? Prequels for that ass. (laughs) All right. Now, before we get into the main topic, we are going to take a quick break so that you can hear from the sponsors and we can make a little bit of quaint. And we'll be right back. Thank you for supporting the Flawless Noises Media Network. 
You can visit FlawlessNoises.com for more information on our other wonderful shows. You can also connect with us on social media. Search for at Flawless Noises on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Go to FlawlessNoises.com slash store if you're interested in purchasing some merchandise. And if you really love us and would like some bonus content, subscribe to our Patreon. With $5 and $10 subscription levels, you're bound to hear something you like. Go to Patreon.com slash Flawless Noises for more details. We thank you for taking the time to listen to our shows and supporting your favorite hosts. Please feel free to share with your friends, family, co-workers, and more. Flawless Noises Media Network, get to know our sound. And now, back to your regularly scheduled programming. All right, folks, we are back, and we're going to get into the main topic. We are going to be discussing a BuzzFeed article. You know how I like my articles, and you know that... This can go one of two ways. It can either be something that is intuitive and insightful and that we come away feeling good about, or it could be something that we're wondering why people are allowed to write things and put them on the internet. So I think that this is probably going to be the former because it's not really an article. It's more so a collection of tweets. The name of the collection of tweets, a.k.a. the article, is LGBTQ people are sharing the things they're tired of hearing and it's painfully real. And I really resonated with just the title alone because as an LGBTQ person, there is a lot that I'm tired of. I am very tired of all of the biphobia that's been coming out, all of the transphobia that's just been running rampant in, in online circles and spaces that I occupy, even if it is just a little bit. And so when I came across this article again in my queue, because I have like this queue of topics in my notes app, I'll be working the notes app out, okay? I thought, what better topic and what better time to go through some of these things? So this started off on Reddit. But of course, it went viral and Twitter got a hold of it. And so it's just uh, taking the quotes from all of these things. But it starts off by saying that the thread quickly went viral as people from all across the LGBTQ spectrum started sharing the questions and comments they're sick of getting. Here's what they said. So number one says, I'm a lesbian. People say, which one of you is the man in the relationship? No one. That's the point. This is interesting to me because the only thing that pops into my head when I read this is it's 2019 and I'm wondering why this is still a thing. I know that I've gotten this question before and it's just like, uh, I guess in terms of like your position, like your sexual position, like which one of you is the man, you know? Um, And it's just very invasive and it's like, very, none of your business <laughs> yeah. which one of you is the man <laughs> yeah. you know like you know i feel like you should respond real men mind their business <laughs> like what are you even doing why are you asking me this why do you care right i think is really my question why do you care like what does it matter to you what is it going to provide you by asking this question because number one it can't be understanding because you're already wrong in your thought process to Mm -hmm. even say this. And so now these people, these women in this specific example have to decide, am I going to educate this fool or am I going to read this fool? Because it's just like, 
why are you asking me this? Why is it your business? Right. Or it's even, you know, do I just placate them and just say, you know, and just answer the question and just get away from it? Because I've, I, you know, I've been in that situation too. It's just like, sometimes you just answer it. You don't have any drama, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to tell people what to do, but I'm going to say, if you ask me some question like that, I ain't placating nobody. <laughs> okay. That's no, I hear that. No, it, I know it, it, pick your battles and all that kind of stuff. But for me, I'm like, I'm not going to be the one that's going to allow your, your ignorance to continue to flourish. All right. right. You ask me something like this, then I might get in your ass. Now the, the <laughs> severity depends on my mood or how disrespectful you are, but best believe it's not going to be a, well, I'm just going to answer the question just so that, you know, there's no trouble. You came to me. Yeah. Trouble, okay. Yeah. But if you choose not I, to do that, that's okay too. It's all good. Right. It's all good. Right. Except no, for the people think, that are asking. You know, the, yeah. I think the old me would have done that. Would have done the placating just, oh, you know, I'm the man or he's the man in the relationship, whatever. Right. Um, but nowadays I'm like, no, screw that. Like, <laughs> what, like what do you mean? Yes. <laughs> Because you need to be leaving people alone. <laughs> so right. no, I'm not going to placate you when you should have been leaving me alone and minding your business to begin with. Right. So number two is a heavy one. It says, bye isn't a real thing, according to my father. And I've also been seeing a lot of this as well. The bye erasure, it goes to this whole thing that I've been saying, not that I'm like an advocate or anything, but, you know, I mean, People in the community, we're all a family, even if we know how we act like it. Um, who are you to invalidate anybody's experience and how they identify? If they say they're bi, then they're bi. But it comes right. across a lot of times towards men. And that's not to say that bisexual women don't have challenges and things of that nature, but we know as a society a bisexual woman is looked at a lot differently than a man claiming that he's bisexual. Usually when someone says bi isn't real, they're talking about a man. And it's just like, who are you to make that determination? Like it's literally in the dictionary. Like it's, it's part of a spectrum of sexualities. How can you say, okay, LGBT and just be like, but the beat is not real. What? Yeah. <laughs> but it's there. But you know, I would also, I would also say that for women, it's probably, it's probably still seen as, oh, she's not really bi. She's just a really, you know, fun, quirky kind of wild girl or something like that, like that kind of thing. You know, for for the people that I don't want to say it doesn't, they don't believe that women can be bi, but I would venture to say for women it might be more so of a case-by-case basis but they have that flexibility to be like Mm -hmm. yes i'm bi or no i'm not bi i was just experimenting whereas when in my experience in my observation when it comes to men it's flat out it's not a real thing you are gay if you engage in whatever activity you know whereas women now like i said women have a different set of circumstances that they have to deal with because for them they run the risk of being fetishized off jump you know what i mean Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but let me let me ask you so what if you know you said you know like you know if you saw getting dick but if you don't like it then 
you know, it doesn't make you gay or whatever. Mm. But what if you do like it, but you still identify as straight? Because I feel like that's a thing too. But like, um, I'm just curious what your thoughts are about that. I mean, that's a little murkier, but number one, I'm not one to make the determination for you. If you say you're straight, but you suck dick on the side, okay. Do I fully rock with it? Or let me not even say rock with it because it's not up to me to rock with it. Do I understand it? No. But mm-hmm. if that's what you want to do, because it's like, okay, you might... I guess maybe it depends on your definition of gay. Cause I don't think everyone has the same definition of gay. If right. your definition of gay does not extend beyond sexual encounters and behavior, then I could see you being like, no, if you do it, then that makes you gay. But mm-hmm. I don't think I believe that because there's so much more to the experience than just the sex. Like I'm not gay just because I like putting dick in my mouth or having my booty ate or whatever kind of freaky deakiness is going on. It's because I Mm. like men and I enjoy the company of men. Well, (laughs) (laughs) um, theoretically, <laughs> you know, in theory, I uh-huh. enjoy the company of men. In practice, not so much. Right. We are trash. <laughs> As a regular yes. label and a staff Agreed. and a crew. <laughs> but fundamentally, you know, my my mm-hmm. desire and my attraction, who do I see myself being intimate with is a man. And to me, that's what makes a man gay. Right. And I think, yeah, go ahead. When you, well, and I'm, I'm now that my, you know, at first when you asked me, I was a little caught off guard, but now that my brain is starting to, you know, stretch out and unfurl, <laughs> I'm thinking about it because it's like the specific act, it just depends. Because what if it's a, a man, a, let's say a cishead man, and he's dating a trans woman who may not have had, you know, the bottom surgery? What right. it, you know what I'm saying? Like, not to be all up in people business, but we can use our imagination to say there's a, a good possibility that if a man is in a relationship with a trans woman that has a penis, he might be sucking it. Does that make him right. gay? No, because he's still with the woman. He's just sucking a penis. But again, if your definition doesn't go past the sexual and the and the genitals, then you're not gonna understand that. And yeah, I, I, yeah. I get that. I'm glad that you asked that question because we're better to have that conversation than on gay side stories. Right. Or I guess in this case, non-gay side stories. <laughs> Number three says, yeah. as someone who is bi, being asked how you satisfy that urge when in a partnership. That's not how it works. And it's a really annoying question. I can see this, but you know what immediately stuck out to me when I read this? I thought you could replace by with verse in this question and it would still be the Mm. same line of thinking and it would still, for me, be the same annoyance. Because it's like, just because you're by doesn't mean you're some kind of rabid dog that's craving sex from both genders or however many genders. Like, well, I guess bi would be both. 
just like when mm-hmm. you're immersed, it doesn't mean you're automatically like you're some kind of fiend and you have to have both or you can't live without it. It's just that you have the attraction and you have the ability to do both. That doesn't necessarily mean, mean you need both. And it doesn't necessarily mean that needing both is a bad thing. I just think that we have to remember that there's two options when it comes to bisexuality just like there's two options when it comes to being verse maybe i want to be one role and i'm fine with that but if i get in a situation where i'm the other i'm good and maybe it's i actively enjoy both therefore i want to do both but right i think this is like an underhanded way of being like well you're bi so that means you're greedy so how do you not be greedy that makes sense that's what this that's how this question reads to me like i automatically have this idea of what bisexual means and now you're not conforming to what i think it means so how are you doing it you must be some kind of weird you know unicorn one made at a time or one sexual made at a time bisexual thing and i don't understand it Help me understand it. And it's like, well, number one, again, the theme of this article is probably going to be mind your business. <laughs> yeah. But again, it goes back to just because you can do both doesn't mean you need to do both at all times. Maybe right. every now and then you have an itch to scratch. I don't know. That's your itchy and not my scratchy. But <laughs> it doesn't mean you need it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Right, right, right. No, I mean, I I completely agree with everything you just said. Um, yeah, nothing really to add. I mean, I think it's just, it's, <laughs> it's, it's like a judgment. It's like a question, but there's like a judgment behind it. And those yeah. are like the worst questions, you know, because it's like, well, just say what you got to say for real. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. So. Or not. Just again, leave leave people alone. Right. So number four says, have you tried the other gender? You might like it. I could ask you the same thing, dude. And so the interesting (laughs) thing about this is a lot of times I think people say this and they don't mean it in a bad way. Like there's not really any malice behind it, but it's so empty headed that it's annoying. It's like, well, have you tried the other gender? If I'm not attracted to women, why would I try it? Like, I don't need to try the other gender to be sure in what it is that I like or what I'm attracted to. You know, Uh, if there's some confusion, maybe, but it's not a prerequisite. Like, you, your acceptance of my sexuality, my gayness, is not contingent on these boxes that you feel like I need to check before you'll say, okay, yeah, you really are gay. If I say I'm gay, I'm gay, bitch, leave me the fuck alone. (laughs) Now, see, I've gotten this from other gay men sometimes though, too, because, well, I mean, and, and again, we, you know, I mean, it it may be, (laughs) I think in some cases that it is more of like an empty headed thing or just like a lighthearted kind of conversational kind of thing. Sometimes it's really not much else behind it, but just, you know, having a conversation, but you know, there's always that uh, confusion when I'm like, no, I never had, never had that uh, encounter. And I really don't have, you know, 
an interest in that. Um, but, you know, I guess I'm, and I, it, it made me kind of think that I was on the furthest end of the gay spectrum. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so I don't know. I can see that. I guess it would depend on what the circumstances were. How how is that coming across? Like, is it just some weird invasive curiosity or how that goes? But either way, that's a weird question. Like, I can't see myself asking another gay man, well, have you ever been with a woman? Like, who am I to be asking <laughs> that? Why is that my business? <laughs> Why would you ask somebody that? Like, let's say maybe if it's like a, a a party or a game night, it's just like some kind of fun group game or something like that. I could see it, but just right. seriously asking and, and expecting an answer. Have you ever been with like, why would you do that? That's weird to me. Yeah. yeah. And it's I mean, the same thing go, with like go both ways. lesbian women where it's like, well, have you ever been with them? Why is that your business? Like they don't have to have tried the other to know what they like. Okay. If right. I like chicken and I want chicken, give me chicken. Don't ask me if I've tried the beef. If I wanted to try the beef, I would say I'm going to have the beef. I'm having the chicken. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Simple. All right. Number five says that feminine lesbians are less valid because they are straight passing. It irritates the fuck out of me. I don't. What does this even mean? <laughs> Is this the same? At, well, I don't know if it's the same because I don't know if. I have a train of thought, but I don't know if I'm off the tracks or not. Cause I'm wondering like, is this the same as the idea or maybe even the practice that masculine gay men are more accepted because they're masculine or they're more valid? Like, you know what I mean? I think, yeah. I mean, I think it's like, maybe like a distant cousin. <laughs> well, what do you what do you mean like a distant cousin, of, a distant of, cousin? of that thought process oh 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 yeah i was like who <laughs> is it like a shared disdain for femininity on both ends of the space i don't know i, I guess it wouldn't be probably what this is what that's about i mean it's like you're not gay enough it's like uh it's like that whole you know you're not gay enough thing for for me to to really see you as somebody that I can talk to and share in my experiences with and, you know, that kind of thing. To really understand where I'm coming from. You don't really have to deal with, you know, the the craziness because you're able to pass and you don't have, you know what I'm saying? So I guess that's really... I think there's two ways to look at it. And maybe that's where I got a little bit confused because on the lesbian side, it's like you have to be more masculine presenting for people to take you serious off rip. Mm-hmm. And on, but on the gay side, it's like outside of the community, it's more of a, the more feminine flamboyant you are, the more people are, accepting of it when they first are presented with it versus if you're more masculine, but then it's like within the community, it's not the same. You know what I mean? Because Mm -hmm. more feminine men don't get the same respect as more masculine presenting men do within the community. You know, it's it's this weird thing where it's like on the outside, they expect you to be more feminine. And then within the community, they expect you to be more masculine. And it's like, everybody calm down. Okay, like, <laughs> everyone have a fresca. Let's all just 
get back into the wonderful world of our own business. Because if I, again, it goes back to, I said what I said. If I say I'm gay, I'm gay. I don't need to jump through these hoops and these hurdles to have you believe it. And if I'm a lesbian and I'm feminine and I like girly shit and I want to wear makeup and lipstick and rock my Savage X Fenty, that doesn't make me any less of a lesbian. Right. And I also think, you know, it's like to, to the straight world, you know, for, for lesbians uh, specifically, if you're more of a straight passing lesbian than, oh, you know, you probably, you know, still mess with boys or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's uh, it's like you have to satisfy these conditions of believability. And it's like no one yeah. owes you that. Number six says you're you're gay, so you have to, like, share Will and Grace, drag, etc. We're not a monolith. We don't all like those things. A lot of us do. A lot of you straight people do. <laughs> Does that make y'all gay? <laughs> because you like right. sharing Will and Grace and drag? No, it doesn't. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> that is so yeah, stupid to me. There is an expectation when people start talking about certain things like, uh, you know, do I, does this, does this, you know, dress look good on me? Or, they, you know, they ask you about like fashion tips and they're asking you about, you yeah. know, RuPaul's Drag Race that the stereotypical stuff. And yeah, there's just an expectation that you should know exactly what they're talking about. But it's not always going to line up. Sometimes it does. <laughs> But um, right. but on the same note, I will say that, you know, we just have to be open to a lot of things as well. Um, we don't have to, we don't have to like shun all the, all the gay stuff to try to pass either. You know what I'm saying? Like, because I feel like, you know, sometimes there will be a lot of people who will be like, oh no, I don't watch, uh, you know, drag shows or you know or i'm not in the scene that kind of thing um and it's like well you know here's a cookie you can be <laughs> you know oh, like i know what you mean you're talking about yeah the, oh you know i i don't really get into the gay lifestyle i'm you know it's like what does that mean do you suck dick or not shut, shut the fuck up <laughs> but it's I don't know, because then it's like on the other end of the spectrum, these are the same type of people that it's like, if you do say you're gay and you're like, yeah, I'm I'm watching this football game or I'm watching this basketball game. Again, you become some kind of mythical unicorn in their eyes. Like, what? You're gay and you like sports? And it's like, huh? <laughs> right. Like, what do do y'all really think our brains are that much different or that we live that much differently? Like, what's wrong? You know how many of us played sports in high school? Right. You just didn't know we was gay at the time, or maybe you did. I don't know. <sighs> Number seven says it's just a phase that really grinds my gears. Again, this is one of those things. Was like in 2019, I can't believe people are still saying this, but then again, <laughs> seeing how rampant <laughs> ignorance is, I can believe it. I guess my disbelief is more so annoyance. Like I'm annoyed, and nobody's even asked me that. It's just a phase <laughs> because it's just like, that is so dismissive. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. it's like, because I always say, who would choose this? 
like maybe you might later in life decide that you're going to live differently that's on you everything is fluid but to be like oh it's just a it's just a phase you're just doing it because it's a fad do you understand that we are still persecuted <laughs> we have a man right. in office right now that would just as much see us all dead with no kind of rights and you talking about yeah. it's just a phase that is such a slap <laughs> in the face who would choose to phase through this to phase through ignorance and homophobia and transphobia and biophobia and every other phobia who would choose this? Yeah. Nobody, no one would choose choose that from jump. But, you know, I also feel like it's a wishful thinking kind of statement from like a parent or something like, yeah, you know, <laughs> I hope it's a phase. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I get what you mean on that. Number eight, transgendered as in past tense. I don't see this that often, but I understand the the problem with it because i recently not recently i guess i was reminded recently i've seen where where trans people say you don't want to say transgendered because it's past tense and i was like that makes sense i mean i just transgendered sounds stupid so i never really said it Mm -hmm. but i get why and that may not be the only reason there might be more reasons that i'm not educated on why not to say it but that's the reason that i saw is that they feel like it is a past tense way of thinking. So it's kind of looked at negatively. Kind of like you're not that now or something. or You're not that or, now. or I, It's hard to, it's one of those things where I get it, but I don't know how to explain it. Yeah, for me, it sounds like it's something that happened to you as opposed to something that you, you are. Yes. Okay. Maybe that's what I was trying maybe to say. Maybe we're saying the sure. same thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, because it's it's kind of like an erasure, like in past tense, like, okay, this is something that you did, but it doesn't really, it's not right. you. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is, like, this was not an a, action. It's not a verb. It's a noun. Right. It's like, it's you know? not like I, it's not like drove, like, okay, you, you drove to the McDonald's. It's like, no, bitch, this is who I am. This is my life. Like, it's <laughs> not past tense. It's every tense. It's right now. I get that. Number nine says straight men to lesbians. I can turn you straight. Yuck. <laughs> I feel like you deserve to be like, punched in the dick if you say something like that. To, to, red flag. Especially someone that you know is a lesbian. Like if she's not even bisexual, she's a lesbian, meaning she's exclusively into women or maybe feminine presenting people. I don't know. Why would you say you know, it, and it feels a little, it feels creepy. It almost feels like a tinge rapey, but that might be going a little yeah. bit too far. But it just, no, that's it, why I said red flag. <laughs> it feels like unnecessarily <laughs> aggressive. Like I can turn you straight. No, don't do right. that. I don't need to be turned. Because it's like, yeah, it's like you already know what the deal is. So now instead of, instead of appreciating what that is, now you're going to challenge that. And it's like, okay, well, how far is this challenge going to go? You know what I'm saying? Like, it could stop right here, but at the same time, it's like, now I got to watch you. You know what I'm saying? If you say something like that. And it's really weird to view someone's sexuality that does not include you as a challenge. Yeah. That's weird and creepy. Don't do that. Now we do 
we do the same thing to straight men sometimes though. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like again, <laughs> straight men are not a challenge. Like, or at least they shouldn't be. Like, y'all gonna do what y'all wanna do because that's how y'all are. But it should not be that way. Like, leave straight men alone. If they say they're straight, <laughs> leave them alone. Yes. <laughs> and I'm glad, I'm actually glad you said that because I see this a lot on Instagram where it's like there's an attractive guy that has a, a large following. And some of them, you know, are cool. They acknowledge their gay followers. And it's like, it's always the gays in their DMs doing the most. And it's like, if the man is straight, why are you sending him dick pictures and, and, and booty pictures? Why would you do that? Right. And then you get mad when he's like, please don't do this. Then, you know, y'all want to, oh, he homophobic. No. And it's like... Put yourself in that man's shoes. If you openly say, I'm gay, I'm gay, I'm gay, I like men, and you got women constantly sending you vagina pictures, you probably would be annoyed after a while, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but I think that's a, I think that's a man thing because men do that to women as well. Like, they'll just, yeah. um, from what I know, from what, you know, from what I've heard, at least. <laughs> like, yeah. you know. No, no, they absolutely DMs and Yeah. So, uh, unsolicited know, I mean, dick pictures. A, I know what you, yeah, yeah you're absolutely thing. right. I understand that people that you're attracted to, you got to shoot your shot. That's not but no. <laughs> you don't you know? need to, don't lead with your genitals, especially if they're not <laughs> into the genitals that you have and they've been right. open and clear about that. So let me ask you, do, do you accept unsolicited dick pics? Um, I'm not going to say no, but I will say whether or not I appreciate them probably would depend on my mood. Okay. So I've had, yeah, like I've had that happen once on Instagram and it, well, it wasn't a dick pic. It was something else, but oh, still, come on, variety. <laughs> <laughs> but still, it was just like, what? You just came out of left field with this. Like we didn't have any prior conversations nothing just let me just show I guess everything hard for me to say because i can't remember off the top of my head a time that i've had that happen anywhere outside of the quote-unquote dating and sex apps right I and mean, even I when like i'm on there, there it's a little bit expected right eh, it depends a little bit <laughs> i'm not a huge fan of unsolicited kibbles and bits with no type of message because I don't know how to respond to that. Like, it's just, here's my ass. Here's my, like, what am I supposed to say? Well, yeah, I'm just saying it doesn't like, come as a shock. Yeah, like, I wouldn't no. necessarily respond to that, but yeah, yeah. I mean, that's my, like, yeah, no, it, the shock value wore off years ago. Like what? <laughs> but <laughs> I'm just like, what am I supposed to do with this? Like, Cause I don't right. like, are you just sending them to me? Cause you want me to have them. Am I supposed to do something with this? Like, is this supposed to be soliciting a specific reaction? I don't get what I'm supposed to do with this. Like, right. let me know. They don't even like, do you like, or are you interested? It's just pictures. And I'm just like, thanks, I guess. I mean, I guess if I was a, <laughs> if I was a picture collector, I would be in hog heaven, but <laughs> I just right, be like, I mean, right. okay. I can't even say like, that. I, I didn't really want them. I'm just like, okay. I mean, I don't really know what to do with that. I just leave it. I don't respond because I don't know how. I'm not responding with pictures of my own. So 
Good luck. I don't. Right. Like, you're not getting anything in return. But I also don't like when people, like, I'll see on Twitter sometimes people will be like, send nudes or whatever. Like, and I guess it's a little ha ha joke, but it's also halfway kind of like, you know, you really do want that. And I'm just like, so what? what really happens in that like <laughs> you just want a picture of somebody like yeah. i don't it's just a weird thing it's just a weird thing for me to understand i mean i, I guess it like depends because because if it's on yeah, twitter I, i'm not necessarily expecting someone that i've never interacted with before to send something you know what i'm saying like you when because when i'm thinking unsolicited i'm thinking it's somebody that i don't know i've never heard of don't know you from adam i guess i just don't get the whole hype (laughs) i'm like if i want to see a naked person i'll just go online i'll just go on like pornhub or something and just and look at that i don't right you know what I'm saying? Like, that, I don't, yeah, for random people, I get that. Now, I get it if it's like a specific person that you want to see. I kind of okay. get that. But just a random person, like, I don't know who you are. And usually they like thousands of miles away. So it's just like, even if I did enjoy the pictures, bitch, what am I going to do with this? Right. You live in Timbuk, Timbuktu. Ain't nothing I can do with you. why are you sending me these pictures they love doing that on growler but that's another conversation for another day Mm -hmm. number 10 says i'm tired of being told my existence is political just me existing that's too political i can see how this would be annoying but i can also see how it's kind of true and then yeah with this particular one they have a gif of mj rodriguez from pose and so then you you have this trans woman and we know how political their existence is so it's kind of like i get it you don't want to have that on you and not every trans person <clears throat> whatever other sexuality or, or gender identity that you fall under you don't want to be a monolith and feel like okay me just existing is always political cuz x y and z but at the same time it's kind of true and it's not even because of you. It's because of everybody else. It's because constantly your existence is on the tongue of politicians and lobbyists and other people that make decisions that affect you. So it's kind of like, I get it. You don't want that on you. It's exhausting. But at the same time, it's kind of true. Now, I could be off on that. That's just me from the outside looking in. But it's like if... Every time you look up, there's some type of out of the blue legislation about what trans women can do. Gay gay men can't give blood. Gay men can't adopt or whatever other things mm-hmm. going on. And it's like, you know, my existence should not be political, but other people are making it political because they're using the political machine to try to dox my existence, for lack of a better term. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, you know, I, I, I kind of agree with everything you just said. It's just like, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that that has to be said or that it is said, but it's on the same hand on the same token. It's like, it's true. You know, um, you can't really, you can't necessarily say you're gay without making somebody feel some type of way somewhere. You know exactly. So it's like it's not us radicalizing our existence. It's y'all with your inability or unwillingness to accept it. Right. 
the next one says by erasure just in general like just because i'm bi and i've never been in a relationship with a guy because i only came out last month doesn't mean i'm not bi um i think we kind of talked about this one a little bit with the bi mm-hmm. erasure i can definitely see how that would be annoying number 12 yeah. is is oof. <laughs> I don't hate you. I hate the sin. I've been preaching on this for as long as I can remember on this podcast about being merely tolerated versus actually Mm -hmm. being accepted. And at my gigantic age of 35, I don't want to be tolerated, especially by not by people that I'm supposed to be close to family and things of that nature. You don't need to hate my sin if you can't accept me as me then we don't need to interact i don't want a conditional acceptance well i mean you still sinning so not, and i hate that but i have to because it's like because you don't love me because you love me. you you love me out of obligation and not because of who i am because there's part of me that you can't accept I personally don't need that. And honestly, I'm not expecting anybody to jump through hoops to try to figure out a way to accept me. If this is your line of thinking, I'll do us both a favor and pull a plug on the relationship. Now, that's just me. I'm not advising anyone to do that. I'm just letting y'all know that's where I reside. And it is what it is. And I'm not, I don't even consider myself a religious man. So this honestly means less than nothing to me as far as the actual religious aspect of it. But beyond that, like I said, with the elements of tolerance that this gives, don't need it. Don't want it. I'm good. Don't enjoy it. Yeah. You know, I feel like it's, it's kind of a, a cop out, you know, absolutely. like you're not, you're, you're only going, you're only doing half of the work that it takes to actually, you know, take in a new idea or take in something that's unfamiliar to you. Like, absolutely. Whenever it's like, you have to, you have to break down a lot. You have to do a lot of inner, like if, if you have that position, you still have a lot of inner work to do to really break down what it is in society or what it is in religion that makes you think that, you know, it's still a sin or, or that, you know, that you know it's like you don't like the act but i still like the person or some whatever it is um and it just shows me that you're not really willing to go that far so mm-hmm. you know why would i then invest in this relationship you know agreed the next one says you're not part of the lgbt community if you're in a quote straight relationship that's not how that works nope just I don't even know what else to say. That's just not how that works. Like, and I, I think this is goes to how much power we give relationship statuses in our society. Because I, if I say I'm this, and then you see me in a relationship that you consider straight. And so that means it invalidates my whole sexuality that I just told you what it is. <sighs> That's just, it's just not how this works no. because the, the current relationship I'm in does not necessarily represent all of my attractions. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
And we don't even yeah. have to get into the whole sexuality is fluid and I might be in a straight relationship now and then I might be in a quote unquote gay relationship later. Like yeah. it's just, it just doesn't work like that. And yeah. that's, that's and you know, it gets, it gets into some interesting areas when you think about uh, visually somebody, people, a couple in a straight relationship in a gay space and you know we're we're automatically thinking like you know you're kind of encroaching on our territory by being here aka like you know you see a couple you you see a couple in a bar or a few couples in a bar and that are in a gay bar but they're obviously you know men and fe- men and women are together and it's it's just, it becomes there's always that judgment, like, why are y'all even here? Like, you just came to, like, gawk at us, but you don't necessarily know what that situation is either. So, mm-hmm. you know, interesting. Yep. yep. Next says, you don't need to transition. You just need to learn to love your body. We all do need to learn to love our bodies, but it's not up to anyone to tell someone else whether or not they need to transition like that is such a deeply personal mm-hmm. thing uh, experience a journey however you want to describe it it's i imagine it's already hard enough coming to terms with or understanding being trans and then if you make the decision to transition that's not something that trans people do lightly. And it's not even an easy <laughs> thing to do. There's yeah. hoops that you have to jump through just to be able to actually transition. As far as I know, like you can't just wake up one day and say, I'm going to transition, go to the doctor, get hormone therapy and, and do it all in one day or within a matter of weeks. Like this is a long process in order to transition. So for someone to be so dismissive and say, well, you don't need to do it. You just need to learn to love your body. And it's like, well, the reason they want to transition is because the body that they're in, they don't feel like is the body that they're supposed to be in. So imagine being so idiotic to say, you just need to love your body to someone who literally feels like they're not in the right body. Mm -hmm. Could you be more callous? Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's something that's said by somebody who's not able to put themselves in somebody else's shoes and is not willing to be empathetic. And yeah. Honestly deserves to be slapped. Like I can't even imagine (laughs) the gall to say that to somebody. Like I can't imagine walking up to a trans person and being like, I can't imagine going to Bianca uh, on the network that's host crown and college and being like, Bianca, you don't need to transition. You just need to love your body. I sound the fuck stupid. (laughs) like i really sound like a moron and and not like a friend or ally like i i sound Mm -hmm. like a hater to be quite honest and it it kind of feels a little bit like a cop-out too like i need you to not do this thing because it makes me uncomfortable don't transition because that makes me uncomfortable girl fuck your comfortability let them people live and do what they want to do yeah what about you know their comfort (laughs) exactly that's what it's about. And their yeah. comfort should not and does not affect your comfort. 
Yeah. Not if you uh, love them the way that you claim you do. But, you know, this goes to back to what we were talking about before about hating the sin but loving the sinner, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Allegedly, anyway. Ooh, the next one is one that I've talked about on this show that gets on my goddamn nerves. I don't support that lifestyle. It's not a lifestyle. You don't just choose to be gay one day. It doesn't work like that. Being vegan is a lifestyle. Being gay is not. And I say this all the time. A lifestyle is something that you choose to do. You choose Mm -hmm. to have an active lifestyle. You choose to have a sedentary lifestyle. You choose to, I don't know, like you said, be vegan or vegetarian or pescatarian. Gay, bi, trans, like that's not something that we choose. No. And it's not a lifestyle. There's elements of it that are lifestyle, like going to the club, being a club head, you know, being a circuit boy or things of that nature. But the actual mm-hmm. attraction my who I'm attracted to sexually and romantically is not a lifestyle. It's just part of who I am. Plain and simple. Right. And I don't know what's so difficult about that to understand. I think this goes, I really think that this is another one of those dismissive things where it's like, well, I'm, I'm just going to dumb it down to a lifestyle because again, and I think this is actually gaslighting. If you really start to peel back the layers because it's like, you know that a lifestyle is something that you choose. And so for you to say that someone gay is, that's their lifestyle, you are saying that this is something that you're choosing. And I don't right. like that shit. <laughs> you're just, you know, you're just being crazy. It's that kind of thing, you know? It's just like, where where is the cosmic scantron? Again, who chooses this? <laughs> Look what we have to deal with. Why would we choose this? When there's so many easier paths in life. Come on now. The next one. Ooh, don't force that gay shit on me. Say it to me by someone seeing my rainbow bracelet. I didn't even know who they were. <laughs> I can't imagine being so unstable that every little glimpse of something that you don't quote unquote agree with, you feel like you're being accosted. Like, merely seeing a rainbow on somebody's wrist you interpret that as someone forcing it on you what yeah yeah i mean the the thing is is that you know they're they're forced to really kind of look in the mirror and, and 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 deal with themselves when they when they see something like that or when they see that other people around them are cool with it and they all of a sudden feel on the outside of society for a minute because now all of a sudden, you know, gay people are accepted or something like that. So it's just a really, it's a really weird um, thought. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? I think so. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to think if I could... I could think of a good way to like really explain what I'm saying because it's just like you know you you live you live in a world where everything about you is accepted, but all of a sudden tides start changing. There are gay 
couples on TV, people putting, you know, people walking around with rainbow flags or whatever. And all of a sudden you have to see it all the time. Um, and that would be, you know, society all of a sudden is opening up to it, but you're not, on, you're not in lockstep with where society, you're still trying to, you're still trying to stay in this little box or you're still trying to stay in this period of time where it was all about you and now it's not all about you. I can kind of see that, but I think it's more so whether or not they are tolerant, I don't know. It really doesn't matter, I guess. But it's more so one of those things where it's like they want us to not acknowledge who we are. They want us to do it quietly. They don't want us to be out loud and expressive with what it is that we're doing. They don't want us to be proud. They want us to be hiding in the shadows. And so that's why anything that's out in the open, they're like, well, don't force that on me. I don't want to have to see that. And it's like, okay, I don't want to have to see you locking lips with every woman that you are dating. I don't want to have to see y'all practically humping each other everywhere you go. Can't keep your hands off. I don't want to have to see that either. But guess what? You get to do it. And I don't say anything about it because it ain't my business. I move on with my day. But a bracelet, a rainbow bracelet or a shirt or just seeing somebody walking down the street in heels, don't force that on me. Nobody's forcing you to look or interact or even acknowledge it. Go on about your day. No one's literally forcing you to look at it or anything like that. You're not being strapped to a chair. You're not having your eyes forced open. No one's forcing you to watch anything gay. Like no one's forcing it on you, but you feel threatened or whatever the case may be just because it's, it's there. That's on you. That's not on me. And I don't, I shouldn't have to dim my light because you don't have no sunglasses. That's on you. (laughs) Get you some Ray-Bans and work it the fuck out or don't take your ass home. Believe me alone. You don't get to say someone else should not be able to do something because you can't handle it. Especially when it's something as minute as what we're doing, being expressive. We ain't talking about murder or nothing like that. (laughs) That's the stuff you should be worried about being forced on you. My gay ass ain't doing shit to you. Right. The next one is also a a fiery one. People saying that kids shouldn't know that queer people exist because it's somehow inherently R-rated. And I don't really have a lot to say on this. All I'm going to say is it's only a problem when it's something gay or trans that's being forced on kids. But almost from birth, Mm -hmm. sexuality and gender identity that aligns with the sex you were assigned at birth is forced on children. Yeah. There's videos on Twitter. You got little bitty boys getting lap dances from grown women. (laughs) Y'all don't have a problem with that stuff, but let two characters that are humanoid, but ain't really human kiss on Steven universe. And y'all ready to set the whole world on fire. Make it make sense. Y'all can force heterosexuality on kids, but when it comes to homosexuality, there's a problem. Why? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, it's just like, 
it could it could just it could be just as normal if you would just let it <laughs> you if you know would just saying? let like, it and let go of this tired rhetoric that somehow being a part of the community is perverted or something of that nature right being doing nothing different than y'all now we do a whole lot less of it than y'all because there's <laughs> some type of heterosexual element in almost everything that children consume no one is forcing anything on kids kids are a lot smarter and more resilient than adults give them credit for number three sexuality is not something that children need to be protected from it's just a part of life we need to protect mm-hmm. children from pedophiles not yeah. from <laughs> other little gay boys they're not doing anything but living their lives and it's like again the double standard because y'all force whatever type of heterosexual bullshit on children from birth hell before they even born they still in utero let's have a gender reveal party like huh I mean, if that's what you want to do, I guess, but I'm just, I can't imagine having a party to celebrate just my kid's gender. (laughs) That seems strange to me, (laughs) but I mean, I also, I mean, the idea of having children is strange. So who are me? Um, (laughs) I just think it's such a lazy cop out to be like, Oh, don't expose our children to this stuff. What is it doing to them? Because the age old question in this, if media is really influencing sexuality like that, then a whole lot more of us need to be straight. Because guess who didn't grow up watching anything gay on their screen and still out here sucking dick? Me. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I mean, not actively, but I'm just saying. (laughs) I know what you mean. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't remember seeing any gay characters on TV when I was growing up. There wasn't any gay Power Rangers. Goddamn (laughs) Thundercats wasn't gay. And guess who grew up to be gay? So y'all just, y'all just hateful. Right. you, You using your kids as a a cop out because you know good and well that seeing gay characters on there is not going to make them gay. It's not going to put anything there that wasn't already there outside of an open-minded way of looking at life and other people. And honestly, that's what we need. Mm. Number 19 what was your original name? I rarely come out as trans outside of medical and romantic situations, but once in a while I'll tell a friend and this happens about 75% of the time. This is a mindset that I can't even really understand because never has it ever occurred to me to ask a trans person, whether they're a friend or an acquaintance, what was your original name? And I don't know if that makes me different. I feel like I'm not different. I feel like I'm pretty standard in that if you tell me your name is X, then your name is X. I'm not going to be sitting up here wondering, well, what was your name before your, trans- your transition? Who? Why is that my business? Yeah. What does that have to do yeah. with the person that's sitting or standing in front of me? Right. I it's think one this of those... is just being invasive and nosy. And it's mm-hmm. really disgusting, to be honest. And it's, yeah, it's one of those like especially if you're like super unfamiliar, I could see somebody who's super unfamiliar with the, with being transgender, but they're trying to appear as though they're really cool with it. I'm like, Oh, what was your original? Like, you know, like, but you don't have to ask that. It's just, just accept who I am now. 
And uh, if I decide to reveal that to you at some point, then okay. But that's not anything you ask. That's their like, you go back to mind your business. (laughs) Yeah, like I just, I don't even know why that's something that you need to know in order to... Right. I mean, it's like asking, you know, are you, it's like, what was it? Be, be it already, you know, it's like asking, oh, are you, with, are you the man or the woman in the relationship? Like that, it's that, it's that same kind of question. Yeah. Just like a bull in a china shop. Like, we don't need to do that. I don't know if, it, if we need to say it any clearer. If you happen to be listening to this and you're not a part of the community, please don't go ask trans people what their original name is. Don't do that. We have enough of that when, unfortunately, these black trans women are being murdered in these streets and the news and sometimes even their family and friends are misgendering them and using their dead name. Don't ask someone, especially not someone that's supposed to be a friend. Why would you do that? Like, I can't get with with being so just thoughtless when it comes to your friends. Like, if it's a friend, at least try to do some research or do something. Don't be out here just being so disgusting. Yeah. And and if you know their original name and you've seen their transition or... Like, you know, in the case of, like, um, uh, what's, what's the Jenner, Jenner, what's her name, Caitlin? Caitlin, Jenner? yeah. And people were just like, oh, I'm going I'm to keep calling him Bruce, or, um, yeah, I'm going to keep calling him Bruce or whatever. Like, no. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> like, you're this not. This is, you know, like, just be, just be respectful. Be respectful, yeah. I had a friend, uh that did that and I corrected her because she was saying that and I was like that woman's name is Caitlin now she is a bozo and she is trash (laughs) to be sure but don't misgender her or call her by her her dead name like you don't need to disrespect her in that way there's plenty of other things and reasons and ways you can disrespect her and a lot of them she probably deserves but (laughs) in a transphobic way you don't need to do that no. Don't do that. So the next one says it's okay to be gay, but don't be a stereotypical gay. That's annoying. <laughs> Look, honey, let me wear a flannel and kiss my beautiful girlfriend in peace. Have you gotten that before or have you heard that directed at you before in some way? Yes, I have. Uh-huh. And I've said that on I've said this on the show before, you know, how um I've had guys that I've been involved with be like, oh, you know, you're not like a stereo. Like, I wouldn't have known you were gay if X, Y, you know, basically alluding to something that we've done that (laughs) I guess proves that you're gay, i.e. sucking dick, eating booty, whatever the case may be. Shout out Mm -hmm. to Tank. But (laughs) (laughs) um, I've seen this a lot. And again, I think it just goes back to the boxes of comfortability that people employ and that I can handle gay, but it has to be this kind of gay. You can't be the stereotypical, uh, I guess in a woman's part, I guess stereotypical would be what uh, masculine presenting flannel, Mm -hmm. those type of things. And I guess for men, it would be more effeminate, Mm -hmm. uh, flamboyant, 
I guess, but that's I, we don't need to live in the boxes that other people have built. That's for you. If you want to listen, bag lady, if you want to walk around with all those bags of what's stereotypical and what's not, that's on you. But I don't need to change my life or and or act a certain way in order for you to accept me. Right, right. And, and I've I've gotten complimented before, like, oh, you know, you're you're gay, but you're not like those other. Gay. And it's just like, uh, no, like we are all in the same family. And so. it's like, what does that mean? Well, you're not like them. Right. What's wrong with them? What did they do to you? Right. So you know, I think should I should I ever hear that again? I need to correct them immediately. You know, absolutely. Like, no, don't don't. Because that's not acceptance. That's no, not, it's not. That's tolerance at best. But that's not someone who is accepting you and appreciating you for who you are. That's someone othering you so that they can accept you to a degree. Yeah. And you don't need that. You don't need that kind of negativity in your life. So the last one says... As an asexual, I'm tired of hearing you just haven't met the right person yet. And again, it's one of those things was like, just because you may not understand it, that doesn't mean you need to diminish it or make it conditional. Like if the person says they're asexual, leave it at that. It should not really go beyond that. Like, oh, you just haven't met the right person. Again, this, you know what this kind of reminds me of? Kind of reminds me of the whole, oh, well, I can turn you straight or you only gay because you ain't never tried pussy before. And it's just like, are you trying to say I haven't met the right vagina? That's why I'm gay. Like, what are you talking about? If if I'm asexual, number one, the right person doesn't have to be dumbed down to just sex. Like, why can't an asexual person meet the right person and it has nothing to do with sex? Like it's this weird thing that a lot of people do where it's like in order for them to understand you, they got to know who you sleeping with. And it's just like, why is that your business? Right. Right. It's, it's weird. Cause it's weird to me to be like, okay, this is an asexual person. And the first thing you go to is, Oh, you're not having sex with nobody. You ain't met the right person. What? Maybe they did. Yeah. Maybe they thought they met the right person, <laughs> and now they're. And I'm kidding, but it's. I don't know. It's just. It's weird to me. Yeah, it's weird to me too. And it's just like, I would never. I mean, I guess you know we're in a different space where we can kind of understand that there is definitely a spectrum of sexuality, and a lot of people just are not that well educated or just not that uh just don't have that openness um and aren't really aren't really even willing to to see anything more than what they are i was gonna say because a lot of them are willfully ignorant yeah yeah um and as you could kind of flip this as well and say like you know if somebody's aromantic but you know you haven't you haven't met the right person yet because you'll you'll eventually you know fall in love or something like that you know 
you could even get a little crass with it and be like, because I've seen this too, where it's like, oh, you a top. Oh, you just you just ain't met the right nigga yet. You'll bend over for the right nigga. And it's like, ew. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> That's weird to me. Like, I, I don't know. Maybe I just, maybe I don't like people that much. So I'm not thinking about nothing you doing beyond what we talking about. I can't right. imagine. Like, <laughs> you just ain't met the right. What? Shut your ass up. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Let, if they want to fuck booty, <laughs> let them fuck booty. <laughs> Who are you to try to diminish somebody's sexuality or sexual mm-hmm. position or whatever other examples that we use? Like, again, this is what we're talking about. When you're talking about forcing stuff on people, we ain't forcing mm-hmm. this on kids, but y'all forcing a whole lot of other stuff on other people. Leave people alone. Leave people alone. Mm-hmm. I said that at the beginning of this conversation. That was going to be mm-hmm. the theme of this article. Mind your business and leave people alone. Right. And that is my parting word to everyone that is listening to this. Mind your business. Leave people alone. Like they say on uh, Getting Grown, drink water, mind your business because your black will crack <laughs> if it's dry. And minding other people's business automatically makes your shit dry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, Jared, thank you again for joining me. This was an interesting conversation and... Some of this was enlightening to me. Some of it was weird. And some of it just made me sad <laughs> that people are still thinking and saying these things in 2019. I know. I know. But in the we don't get it together someday. So, well, I'm, I hope. <laughs> I'm trying not to be a cynic, but. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's going to be a long time, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like we might begin to start seeing some of it when we are the age where we can make those old gays try XYZ videos. <laughs> <laughs> In my relatively young age, I don't foresee it happening anytime soon. Yeah. <laughs> Tell people where they can find you. You can find me on uh, Twitter at Jared King on Instagram at Jared D King. Uh, and you can also check out my website. Um, again, you know, you get a, a short story in exchange for your email at jaredking.com forward slash subscribe. Yes. Please hit that subscribe. So you guys can get that short story end of forever. Like I said, it's like Africa meets Highlander meets Hancock. I enjoyed it. I think you guys will too. And that is it. All right, you guys, that's going to wrap this show up. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you again for listening. Remember, you can chime in at any time. If you have thoughts on what you've heard, go ahead and sound off. Use the hashtag GaySidePod when you're live tweeting or posting about the show so that everyone can see that. You can also send in letters, compliments, show topic ideas, stories, or whatever you may wish. I like to call it the gay side mail, all of which can be sent to gaysidestories at gmail.com. Please go ahead and do that. Also, go over to Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star rating, and if you really love the show and want to show some support, leave a review, five stars as well. And make sure you're sharing this show with other people. Word of mouth is still the best way for podcasts like this one to reach more 
ears and get a bigger audience. So go ahead and tell someone that you love the podcast, friend, coworker, family, whatever the case may be. That is how we get more people to listen to these shows. And you know what? That's it. Love yourselves as always. Make sure you're protecting your walls or they will what crumble. And I will be back next week.